Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good night, Boiler Nation, depending on when you're listening to this. It's uh, the gang is back. Uh, boiler up and beer down after a long off season after uh, uh, basketball ended. Um, I'm habitual boiler here with game day Gabby and Riles. And first, I want to say, hey, Riles, congrats on your engagement, my man. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, yeah, so that is just on the day of recording, that's 12 days old. So a lot of planning ensuing. Yeah. When's the <laughs> big day? Lots of money, money going out. I've been telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> December 2nd of 2023. So lots of planning and lots of checks with numbers on them larger than I <laughs> still 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 time to change your mind and I don't I don't really mean that if you're when your girlfriend's listening or your fiance's listening I'm just kidding but but yeah so that's basically that covers I learned everything new with me so what have well, you guys been up to this summer <clears throat> Gabby what have you been up to this summer um, we back, baby. Gabe day Gabby here. Um, not a lot. Uh, went to some lake houses. Um, did a lot of hiking and swimming and drinking. <laughs> so it was a good summer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like <clears throat> between youth baseball, youth softball, soccer, in football, if I'm not at one of those events, I'm either that or mowing my yard or, throw, or throwing back some beers. Um, so, yeah, nothing major. Did go to Mexico for a week. Uh, got that camping and canoeing trip in this summer. Um, rather than that, uh, you know, the summer hasn't fizzled yet. So we're still going. Uh, I will say, Boiler Nation, that we, you know, when, when, when the three of us got together and kind of started this thing, we didn't really look, think about the future. We, I think immediate mindset was, was, Hey, we're an unprofessional fan basketball podcast that um, probably our strong suit is not these pre-recorded uh, shows. It's more to fill the space for live reactions with the fans, uh, giving us their viewpoints and reactions after games. Um, and that worked really well. We thought we might get a couple listeners and we probably got a couple more than we thought we would. So here we are back and we're going to break our, um, football podcast virginity. So hopefully you stick with us. Thanks for coming back. If you did, hopefully we can get a few more listeners. Um, and, uh, and our strong point probably still will be, um, live post game reactions. Um, I think football schedule may be a little tougher for some of us but we're going to try and do as many games as we can uh, maybe we all won't be here but um you know we'll, we'll see how it goes throughout the season i know it for for me it runs into a lot of my youth football days uh but we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens and we'll try and we'll try and give you as much uh, opportunity to air your grievances or your celebrations after games hopefully it's more celebrating than grieving um i did want to say uh, rest in peace, the Boilermaker legend, Lynn Dawson. Uh, Dawson set all kinds of passing and touchdown records in his time at Purdue. Um, he beat 
uh, number one ranked Notre Dame at Notre Dame at Notre Dame Stadium in I think 1954. Wake up those echoes. Uh, he played in two Super Bowls with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he won one, and he was a Super Bowl MVP of, of one of those. Um, and he probably gave us one of the most epic NFL pictures of all time when he was smoking a cigarette and drinking Fresca uh, at halftime in the locker room. So uh, that's pretty legendary, and, and he will be missed. And, and can deepest condolences to his, uh, his family and friends. So, guys? Uh, also, give a shout-out to Purdue Volleyball. They just won the Tennessee Classic. So Yeah, saw that. Awesome. Awesome. That's another exciting season. Big up. Purdue volleyball fan. Yeah, I see you and Deshaun Dell going back and forth on Twitter a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna make it to some games uh this year. So when we do these, I'll probably chime in with some volleyball info. Cause girl power. <laughs> Good volleyball. Let's start off by looking at last year's season. So, you know, I think, I think, I know I would say that um, we we probably exceeded expectations last year. Um, Purdue finished the season nine and four uh, with the epic game against Tennessee, what the Brock Thompson game. Actually, you could call it a lot of games. It was a next man up game. Um, you know, we didn't have David Bell, we didn't have George Carlaftis. Um, we had Aiden O'Connell come out and throw five touchdowns. I think he had 534 passing yards. Uh, and don't tell Paul Feinbaum, but uh, <laughs> Purdue ended up winning that game. And it, it, that, that was a hellacious end to a, a pretty darn good season that I, that I know a lot of people weren't quite expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I would say ahead, were to say that Purdue was going to beat two – top five teams during the season, one at home, one on the road, and end up winning a bowl game, I think any Purdue fan is going to take that. It's seeing nine in the win column is a lot better than recent memory where if it ended up with a seven was considered a good year. It's been a while since Purdue's ended on a high note like that, and it's been a while too before since we can say coming into a season like, Purdue has is on the upswing. Yeah, we got some momentum for the first time in, in quite some time, right? Right. Other than you could say we're on the upswing in Jeff Brom's first year, but it's pretty easy to go on an upswing when you're starting like 15 feet below the surface of the earth. You have nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I think winning the bowl without Bell and Karlaftis, it's like they're – Everybody's probably going to say well, those are basically our two biggest losses this year. Besides, uh, was it Wright, who is academic and ineligible, um, but everyone else is kind of returning. So, I think the way we ended and then coming into this season, um, I'm excited. I think we got some good momentum. Hopefully. Do you have any insight, Riles, onto the Wright situation? What was that? It just, from what I read, just he just didn't cut grades. Just that's that, that, that plan simple. Yeah, it sounded like too he was in summer school too. That the door wasn't closed up until whenever 
summer grades were put in and it just kind of wasn't just the door was open that's unfortunate (laughs) because he was our second best receiver last year so that'll be and that'll be interesting too because the top three wideouts from last year yeah gone so you have Aiden O'Connell which I would probably comfortably say is the second best quarterback in the Big Ten but a whole bunch of talented but question marks at wide receiver so yeah yeah is, is um is Wright still at Purdue or is he not enrolled anymore? I don't I don't know that I don't know I didn't know if he transferred if that was a done deal or uh I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on last season, but I, I, I do kind of want to walk through the schedule and think about, you know, what kind of what at least my thoughts were going through the season. You know, you start you open up against a, a game against Oregon State um, who you really didn't know, you know, is this a good team or a bad team and um, played a pretty close but good game against Oregon State. I think they ended up winning by a touchdown um, in, a, in a moderately high scoring game and you felt pretty good about that <laughs> even though you know you really didn't know what Oregon State was at the time and they ended up with a pretty decent record and I think they had a couple good wins after after Purdue now I I I did, I, I didn't go back and look but I just remember thinking Oregon State uh, was a pretty good team and then you go to they went to a really awful UConn team and just absolutely rolled them. I think they sh- they threw a shutout in that game 49 um, what was it 49 nothing yeah, but there really wasn't much you could take about from that because UConn's awful. I mean, they were truly terrible. And so Purdue went out there and did – I mean, it was kind of a lose-lose game, and Purdue went out and did what you were supposed to do. And then they went to Notre Dame, and a game you thought they might have a chance of winning, and honestly uh, played pretty close in that game for the most part. I don't think they played their best game. Um I actually don't even remember the quarterback situation at that time. I believe both quarterbacks played in that game. So that uh, the one Plummer was up still through this point the starter, and O'Connell was put in with like six minutes or so left, maybe a little bit more because Purdue was. I think it was still maybe only a seven point game at this point, but they were backed up against the goal line, and Brom made the switch because he figured. Aiden had a better chance of moving the offense quicker because Plummer's passing tree was limited more to shorter routes and Aiden had the arm to kind of try to take the top off. And that was the first kind of we're looking at maybe switching things up, which, but like you said, that was Purdue played well, just kind of one of those where ran out of gas late against a team that was, ultimately better so i mean it was a game where they had opportunities and just couldn't capitalize on them you 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 felt you coming out of that game that they could you know that game could have been different um but then they come home and play illinois in a really ugly game they ended up squeaking out the win um is that when they switched that's when they switched to aoc right yes that was i don't think he started but i think he played a lot of that game so that was kind of working out the kinks of it all. Yep, and then the next week against somebody was full on. Ain't no problem. 
Yep, and then you lose, right? You lose by a touchdown in Minnesota, and you're thinking, son of a bitch. Yeah. Here we go again. Um, losing to PJ Fleck sucks. You just can't. We just can't beat freaking Minnesota. And everything was. It was. There was a game where had a ton of offense between the 30s, but couldn't ever do more than that. There were so many chances. For you, for football and basketball, why do have so many issues in Minnesota? <laughs> I hate that state. Because we overlook Minnesota all the time because nobody cares. <laughs> but, you know, you come out, so you, you come off a, sh- a win, a shitty win against Illinois, and then you shitty loss against Minnesota. So you're going into Iowa thinking, boy, I don't know, you know, this is not going to be a very fun game. And then you go, and what did Purdue, what did Purdue football tweet? We just beat the number two out of Iowa. <laughs> um, uh, hellacious game. Dominated him from the, from the kickoff. Uh, I don't think we put up a shitload of points, but. I know we won by three or four scores, and all of a sudden we're back, right? And then you come home. I think it was a home game yep. against Wisconsin. You just Purdue just can't beat Wisconsin. It's just a nightmare matchup for mm-hmm. especially on uh, defense is always going to be yeah. smaller in the trenches because. Yeah. Purdue, when they're at their best, is kind of that high-risk-reward defense where we might give up chunk plays, but we're going to force turnovers and get it back to the offense, and that's where we're going to beat you. And then you play Wisconsin, who has like 320-pound offensive linemen from birth that just lean on Purdue for 60 minutes, and it kind of – it may not all start the same, but it seems like every game comes to the same conclusion. Riles, I think that Wisconsin could line their cat up at running back, and they would still put up two hundred. It would still put up two hundred yards against Purdue. You just, Purdue just cannot stop Wisconsin, and that Wisconsin didn't even play that well in that game and still beat no. us, or uh, beat us by several touchdowns. Yeah, it was it was a game that was close early, but then it was just you play Wisconsin for you get into the second half, and then it's those runs that you're maybe stopping for two or three in the first half. Now they're six, seven, eight yards. And then it's just at that point, you know, they're going to run it. They know that, you know, they're going to run it. And then they still just do it. And it's annoying. It's frustrating. It is. It's very frustrating. Then Purdue goes to Nebraska the following week and, um, uh, Wins by a touchdown. It feels like Purdue beat Scott Frost for about the 75th time in his <laughs> tenure at Nebraska. Come home and uh, handedly beat a top five team in Michigan State. I don't remember what they were ranked, but they, was it uh, number three, third, third? I think they were ranked third, but they were just coming off a loss. I, or I, I, there was something weird. It felt like Purdue could beat them. Uh, it did not feel to me as good of uh, as good a win as as it was at Iowa, but still. Um, I'll, you know, hey, the season's kind of turned here again, right? We're back on the upswing. Um, and then you go to Ohio State and just get steamrolled. I mean, that, that game was over when the first seven minutes. Ohio State seven, was eight. bad. That <laughs> was, was really bad. That was one going into it. It looked like Ohio State's been kind of not really firing on all cylinders yet this year. Like, coming off a big win at <laughs> I, Purdue could have played with – 15 people on defense and probably still wouldn't have mattered. It was utter 
destruction from right yeah, right well I, what i forgot to mention is michigan state got Purdue six wins so that was bowl eligible right so then you're, you're feeling pretty good and then go get steamrolled at ohio state the final score of that game in ohio state was like 59 to 31 and that is not indicative of what that game was i mean purdue just got their shit kicked um <clears throat> Purdue goes to northwestern wins by a couple touchdowns you're sitting at seven wins you're thinking hey you know we're we're going into the bucket game. We can get to eight wins and get halfway decent bowl game here, right? Um, Purdue rolls into I, IU, or that was a home game, right? Yeah, that was a home it's game. It's a home game. Uh, the Oaken bucket game beats the living shit out of IU, uh, gets to eight wins, and all of a sudden we're thinking, man, all right, um, we've got a season here. We could we could potentially get a good bowl. And as we talked about earlier. Uh, oh, that got, bowl game was awesome. It was. Got to the Music <laughs> oh, City Bowl. Oh, so good. Not maybe defensively, but I know coaches hate <laughs> games like that, but fans love it. <laughs> I really it was so re- fun to watch. I regret not going to that. That would have been a fun time in Nashville. And Nashville has their – they have the second largest New Year's Eve party. So if you could, you could have went down to the game and stuck around for a couple of days and went to their – I think it's their country New Year's Eve um, and I remember watching that on New Year's Eve and seeing a bunch of Purdue shirts in the crowd, and that was that was pretty cool. But especially after you just beat Tennessee, so that would have, that would have been a fun, a really fun week if you could have committed to going down that for 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 a few days. And kudos, especially because we were so overlooked, you know, uh, with Bell not coming back and or not, you know, deciding that he's going to play. Uh, I don't feel like anybody really gave us a chance in that game. Well, I don't think Purdue so, fans gave us a chance in that game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was and, it was exciting. And it's so funny because Tennessee fans, are they, they get so butthurt over everything. <laughs> That's why I had to bring up volleyball be, be, or winning the Tennessee tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll probably get Tennessee fans in our mentions because they, like, have ears and eyes <laughs> everywhere. So, you know, Purdue ends with nine and four season. I don't have the stats, but you know what? Purdue has not had very many nine win seasons. Um, not very many. Not even in the Tiller era. Uh, so that's that's a pretty fine season um, uh, for Purdue football. And so all of a sudden, all nine win season since 2008. Maybe. Purdue got. Purdue hasn't had a nine-win season. Uh, probably, probably. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to get to our stat desk. Uh, we were nine and four for the first time in eighteen years. Yep, two thousand three. That would have been um, an Orton-led, Kyle Orton-led two thousand three team. That was that was what got Purdue to a preseason number four. And we and we won five away games. So. I would just prefer that we never talk about the 2004 football season mm-hmm. again. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I got to bring it up later. Um, so I, before we roll into what's ahead here for Purdue football, I want to kind of it's it's this unfair because Brom started off hot, got cold, and has gotten hot again. But I wanted to compare Tiller uh, Tiller teams versus a Brom team, and and is is that fair to Tiller because Brahms made, what, two bowls? Is that right? Two bowls? No. Huh? Three bowls. Two and one in bowl games. They beat. That's right. You're right. 
in that great game got their absolute shit stomped out of them by Auburn. Yep. yep yes. Yep. Over basically after the first quarter. And then, you, you think back to the Tiller era, and Tiller had some really good teams. Um, that was back in an era when Purdue beat everyone that they were supposed to beat. And they rarely beat anyone that they weren't supposed to beat. Right. Even during the Breeze era. Um, and so Purdue was very predictable back then. Now, Purdue was good, so they were expected to beat a lot of teams, and they did beat those teams, but it was the 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 big win was far and a few between. Now with Brom, you haven't quite got that, right? You see these teams rise up and beat teams that they shouldn't beat all the time and then just get uh, pulled down into the competition level and, and get rolled over by teams that you think they had no sh- they should have had no shot at losing to. And I don't bring that up for any particular reason. I don't know that that's any type of indictment on anybody. I just think it's kind of, uh, you know, we're different now. Was that Brom? Wasn't he kind of like a creative offensive coach? He kind of ran the trick plays and the. Well, sure. But, but, uh, so was but Tiller. We, Tiller. Tiller brought uh, the spread to the Big Ten. And, and that's what, you know, that's what set Purdue aside for years because it took the Big Ten some time to catch up to that. And a thing with, I've seen people kind of bemoan the fact Purdue doesn't run as many trick plays now as they did when Rob yeah. But if you're running a lot of trick plays, it's because you're pretty confident that your offense isn't going to be able to move the ball. To come back, yeah. Way that you kind of need that element of surprise versus now when you have O'Connell, like we didn't see very many trick plays this year, but when we did, they were effective. Like the throwback screen against Michigan State that mm-hmm. Jack. When we Brahms first year, you were seeing, especially in that non-conference, that like you were seeing plays like that once or twice a game, and now maybe it's once or twice a year. So, but to the point where they've come out of nowhere and beat these teams that shouldn't, they have not followed up one of those big wins. With another when so they beat Ohio State when the Tyler Trenton and then the next game was on the road at Michigan State starting the quarterback I think making his like first or second career start and they looked just awful the whole game lost at Michigan State when they were still theoretically in the driver like controlling their own destiny to win the Big Ten West and then this year beat Iowa followed up Lose to Wisconsin, which I mean, that's Wisconsin's a good team. That's fine. And then beat Michigan State, and then come out and already competitive Ohio State. So it's one of those things where it'd be nice. Hopefully this year, if you have a win like that, and keep that momentum going. Instead of here's this great win, and oh crap, now we just lost. Yeah, it's great win. Oh crap, we just lost. So, yep, for sure. So. To, to, to wrap up, did you have something? No, go ahead. The, to wrap up last season, I, is it is it safe to say that we, you know pretty exceeded expectations? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially with a with a quarterback carousel, you know, not going into the season knowing exactly, and you know, and then getting into the season and still switching back and forth, not knowing you end up with a nine. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good season for for Purdue. Right, and this is really only the second season since Brahma's been here that it's been 
We have the guy. The guy at quarterback? Yeah, right. There is no doubt. It's a no-doubter, right? Other than it would have been 2019 when it was Stindelar was clearly the guy and then gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that was that's, that feels like ten years ago. So, all right. So, go, let's. All right. I think it's fair to say that most Purdue fans are probably cautiously optimistic about this season. I don't think that there's not very well. There's a few, but there's not very many Purdue fans that can say they're just outright giddy and optimistic because we're all Purdue fans and we know how shit goes. But you know, we're going into the season. We're, we're we're losing two pretty big impact players that we did not have for that Tennessee game, uh, and David Bell and George Karlaftis. So there's a couple, you know, um, immediate impact players that we're not going to have. And I think the big question is like, how do you replace that production that George Karlaftis got on had on the, on the defensive line? You know, who's your go-to receiver? Um, we can speculate. You know, we can we can take that Tennessee game and say, oh, gosh, you know, I hope that. But um, but even with that. I think this is the first time that you can go into a, se- a season and say Purdue has a real shot to win that big Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, that's that's a pretty cool statement. And you 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 can miss me with the West is so much worse than the East. Whatever, I don't care. Purdue sucked for a long time, so give me something <laughs> yeah. to win. Right. Okay. Give me the worst one. <laughs> I think the thing that, like you said, it's going to be probably take some time to figure out who's going to be the guy, the main go-to receiver. But the big thing that it takes time to build in football, it's much long, harder to do a rebuild in football than it is in basketball just because basketball, if you get one great player right there, like everything can kind of focus on that because there's only five guys on the court at a time for your team. Football takes a little bit, and this is the first year since Brahm has been there that they can say they have playable depth at both the offensive line and the defensive line, that they have an offense, eight or nine guys that they feel comfortable playing on the line versus five or six, where if someone got hurt, it was, oh, crap, what do we do now? And even without Karloftis on the defensive line, there's a lot of depth that our experienced players and a couple really good uh, true freshmen in Joe Strickland and I want to I don't want to say his last name wrong because I think I have it wrong in my head uh, Nick Carraway so right. there's well experienced depth and there's skilled freshmen which we haven't seen at the same time on offense and defensive line since Brahm has been here and I know obviously. We lost a lot of our receivers, but we do have Durham come back and we have Miller. And obviously I think AOC will be good. My big question mark is our running game. Um, do we even have established running back? Will there be, it's I know we be... have that transfer from central Michigan. I think if we can establish any running game, um, and our deep, you know, I think our defense will pre- be pretty good that'll be a major factor uh, going in. I'm not really, I guess, concerned about our passing game as much as if we'll have anything in the running. So running game, it's going to be King Doru and uh, 
Kobe Lewis, like you said, the transfer. Kobe Lewis. Yeah. And, and uh, some Dylan Downing played a little bit last year. Devin Maccabee turned down uh, service academies to walk on at Purdue, and they're apparently impressed in spring. Uh, your point, yes, still have Payne Durham. Uh, Garrett Miller actually tore his ACL like two weeks ago, I think. So he's out. Oh. So, I didn't know. but uh, for receiver, we have. Thompson is hopefully playing on two legs that actually worked this year versus when the bowl, he had two fractures. He had a fracture in each leg. And yeah, still. imagine that. Imagine what he did in the bowl game. Now he's now he's healthy. Yep. And then you have a couple guys that got some experience last year. TJ Sheffield, he had a n- nice uh, touchdown catch in the bowl game. Uh, I got to get to the roster because there's so many wide receivers on this team. Uh, Abdur Rahim. Uh, Rahman Yassin, he had a really good game against Illinois, but unfortunately got hurt, which is kind of a story that he's had since he's been at Purdue. Uh, Deion Burks played in the bowl game, had a nice catch. Mershon Rice is hopefully going to be healthy. And then we get to the Oodles. Oh, can't forget uh, Colin Sullivan played in the bowl game last year. But then Purdue brought in numerous transfers at the wide receiver position. Uh, And two of them, had interconference transfers. Both Tyrone Tracy and Charlie Jones came from Iowa, which were both horribly used at Iowa because it's not super fun playing wide receiver when you run the ball 30 times and the quarterback tends to throw deep balls 15 yards over your head. So I think by its the time it's all said and done, I could easily see Charlie Jones being Purdue's number one wide receiver this year. He's already comes in as the reigning Big Ten, uh, like I think special teams player of the year for his kick and punt returns, which is a thing Purdue hasn't done well in God since Dorian Bryan, basically. So there's a lot of depth, maybe some question marks on who's going to step up, but it's better to say like, hey, we have six or seven guys who can take this reign and run with it and elevate everyone versus when Rom first came in his first year and no one knew who was going to catch the ball until Anthony Mahungu broke out with like four games left. So it sucks that there's not like that go-to other than Payne Durham, who himself is. If you have to use him as a go-to, that's not a bad option. But yeah, we'll see. There's a lot less question marks on this Purdue team than there's been in God knows how long. Okay. Let's, um, well, I want to roll into this Penn State game, but then after that, um, Gabby, I think you got the schedule in front of us or in front Mm -hmm. of you. If you want to, if you want to run us through the, uh, the season after we talk about Penn State and we'll kind of just come up with a consensus or, Maybe a, not even a consensus, but some um, predictions on what's going to go on this season. But uh, we got to start with Penn State. That's the big one in front of us this Thursday night. I think it's an 8 p.m. game on um, huge Fox. blackout game. Yep, wear your black boilers if you're listening to this. Don't wear anything but black. I hate I hate having specialty games and then going there and seeing gold all over the place or white or pink or blue or whatever. Just wear black. Um. 
you know, this game could potentially be. I hate to be Daryl Hazel here because I don't remember. Was it his second season when they went to Marshall and they said he's putting everything and all of his eggs into one basket and they went out there and got embarrassed by Marshall and and the first play of the game was a pick six. It was a pick six. Yep. He spent six months coming up with a game plan and practicing I know. that play for every single play. Marshall. Yeah, for freaking Marshall. I, I agree, though. I mean, well, I know. I hate saying it, but it is kind of a momentum setting because we could potentially go, you know, looking at the schedule. I mean, obviously, you can lose to anybody, but if you win this, you could maybe go 6-0 for, you know. And well, we're going to get to so, and it's, you it's, it. It's kind of a trend center of what we are, you know, a momentum center of what we think this season is going to look like. So and you got outside of Wisconsin, this is probably the toughest game. So if you yes. start the season with this win, that's your toughest crossover opponent from the East already done. You, yes. It's a big game. I just don't want to say that if you, if we lose, if Purdue loses, the we, season's we, over. we say we, when we talk <laughs> yeah. about Purdue on this podcast, we're Purdue fans. The minute we're losing, the yeah. season's over. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Where have you um, been? Watch so me in a basketball game. <laughs> I, it's not the end of the world if they lose, but it, but boy, if they win, it's a big one, and and it can really set the tone. And not only that, the, all of you know, all of the college basketball world's eyes are, or college basketball, college football's eyes <laughs> are going to be um, on that game Thursday night. So it's a big one. Ross said it'll be packed. Uh, it'll be jamming there. Uh, I haven't looked at the forecast, but hopefully it's a beautiful night for football. Um, I'm sure the, the Purdue Ross A grounds crew has, uh, has it looking damn good and in shape and, and has Ross A all, all shiny and, and ready to, to spotlight for, for, um, the nation. So, um, but the game in general, you know, it, it, the stats don't stack up well for Purdue. I think, I think Penn state's won nine straight games against Purdue, uh, last time that Purdue beat Penn State would have been a 2004 Kyle Orton-led team. Uh, Kyle Orton and Taylor Stubblefield. Taylor Stubblefield, um, and they beat a pretty bad Penn State team that that year. And then you know, um, I think Purdue has only beat Penn State three times total. Uh, they're so, really good at, aren't they? Really, I mean, they're heavily good DE team that we tend to struggle against Wisconsin. Uh, stands out to me so Penn State but she's saying this I know she's saying Wisconsin I'm saying Wisconsin is a good defensive team that we struggle against and <laughs> I got you I got, got you. you I got it yeah and it, I think Penn State had like one of the top red zone defenses last year yeah. uh, I know they have that. correct me if I'm wrong an all-american cornerback All-American? Possibly. I mean, Clifford, he's a six-year senior. He's experienced. Is he great? No. I mean, as a fifth-year senior, you're experienced too, right? I, he, he, he's not bad. He's a conservative quarterback. You know, he'll use his feet if he has to, but he's not He's not a running quarterback. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I know that, but I don't – he's probably your the opposite of AOC. Mm. He doesn't take a lot of risks. And usually with a Penn State team with the defense like they have, you don't have to take a lot of risks, right? You need to be safe and move the ball 
down the field methodically and take your shots when you can. And if you're going to play Penn State, who, due to the talent that they typically bring in, they also have a lot of roster cards, a lot of roster turnover. But if you're going to play them, you want to play them first. And hopefully not everything on them is all systems go yet. So, but like you said, it's not – the season's not over if they lose, but a lot of doors open for possibilities if they can win that game. Mm-hmm. And, and Penn State was um... – I think they were down at the bottom of the Big Ten in, in rushing yards with Purdue last year, too. So, they, at least coming out of last year, they don't have a strong running game. And I don't know that they've done anything to, uh, you know, to increase that, that that running threat. So, with all that said, what happens Thursday night? What's, what's, what's your predictions here? Give me some scores. Oh, I'll say 31-27 Purdue. Okay. I'll say 28-24 Purdue. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, 24-21 Purdue. We all pick Purdue. This is not good. (laughs) good. (laughs) We have to. We have to. I think we're all picking what we want to happen. Of course. See, what well, that's the thing with Purdue. I will always be. We're all optimists before the yeah. season. I know. We haven't been that optimistic the last few seasons. I can I can promise you that. I well, just hope. I'll, t- I'll, I'll send our uh, group chat a text when we, you know, they score first. I'm like, game's over. We're done. <laughs> Season's over. <laughs> Contract the program, burn the state. Yeah. Fire bro. We're good. <laughs> I, I just hope Purdue has a pass rush. You know, I hope they can replace that uh, production that George Karlaftis gave them. I, this, I think the secondary can hold their own as long as they're not having to defend all freaking day. You know? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, and, and as long as our offense is, is efficient and does what they've done in the past, and AOC can limit his turnovers AOC's gonna throw some interceptions the dude slings the ball right he has no fear and I, I love that I'll take an interception here and there um but take those risks right uh, I be risky and and go out and win that game uh sling the damn ball that's Purdue football that's what won for Tiller that's the way Purdue's gonna win uh football games um so anyway, all right. So we're starting off the season one and zero. Gabby, where's our next? Where's our next uh, opponent? Um. All right. So then we have Indiana State at Purdue. All right. When- That's win. A win. <laughs> win. If it's not. And then- large issues. All right. So so Purdue's Can't two and zero. Season. Purdue's two and zero going into. Purdue at Syracuse. So this I have a win. I have it too as a win, but with a question mark because you don't know how you're gonna respond to a game against another power five team on the road when that's so rare that you play those out of conference anymore in football. This game has the typical freaking Purdue Brom game that where you go and lose. I, 
and I don't know a damn thing about Syracuse football. I don't hear er- about Syracuse football ever. I don't think they're good at all. No. Nor have they been for a very long time. But it's just got it's just got aw shit written all over it. It's got a couple warning lights for me on it. It's so you you both say win. I'm gonna I, say win. I say win with a like a not a full fledged hundred percent confident in it. I'd say like I'm like sixty five percent. Really want to say I'm gonna go win. <laughs> You're about We're all in. You're about in the We're all in. I am about that. It's we're, a win, but yeah. all right. So we're we're we got Purdue at three and zero going into what game, Gabby? Florida Atlantic at Purdue. Homecoming night game. If that's a loss, also <laughs> season game. Yep. Let's take yep, Purdue to four zero. Let's take Purdue to four zero. Uh, Purdue at Minnesota. Uh, so. I actually have a loss I mean, here. We, we all know what we. I, <laughs> I have a. This is one of my losses. Uh, Who's that guy, I, Minnesota? I, I, say for win. basketball. I'm gonna say win. I think. I that, think. I think Purdue's due to beat that little shit PJ Flack. I really do. <laughs> Who was that guy, Minnesota? Car? Basketball? Yeah, basketball. That then went to Texas? Yeah. 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 I'm going to see him out there. I know it. (laughs) Minnesota just drains on me. I I do have a loss there. uh, uh, Malik Carr, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Malik Carr was the one that transferred to Michigan State because he said... Oh, shit. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, not Malik Carr. What was his name? Marcus Carr. Marcus Carr. Marcus Carr. Carr, He dominated us. Got to see him in person at uh, the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. And he was good, but not good enough. I so uh, Gab, Gab, Gabby, it's two, it's two verse one. So we're putting um, a W there, putting a W there, and we're getting Purdue uh, to five and one and game away from bowl eligible here. You guys always make fun of me for my bad takes. So if that's an L, I'm coming back. And I'm you remember that? Cause that I'm sure you will. Oh, I will. Uh, next is Purdue at Maryland. I would say if I'm giving Minnesota a win, I'm going to say that this is going to be the loss. I I don't see, see I them. I the win here. I don't see them winning two road games in a row. I think one of them is one's a win, one's a loss. I gotta go win. <laughs> I have win too. <laughs> so now we're looking at six and zero. Oh. <laughs> Your boilers are bowl eligible. If they can be bowl eligible. We're cautious. Cautiously optimistic. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're undefeated. <laughs> well, uh, Nebraska. Go ahead. Ooh. What's the next game? Nebraska. Nebraska at Purdue. I'm going win. The ultimate <laughs> Purdue thing here would be six and zero, ranked like 12th, 
playing yeah. like two and four Nebraska and lose by twenty. I'm gonna say it's a well, win. I was gonna say okay. we're gonna end up in the national championship game. <laughs> I was gonna okay, so I had a win here, but that's because I said loss of Minnesota. But if you guys don't think we're losing Minnesota, I, I gotta say loss to Nebraska. There's gotta be a loss in there. Dude, I don't dumb. think that I don't think Northwestern's that good. No, they're not. Nebraska? No, Northwestern. And and Nebraska just got beat by Northwestern oh, in Ireland. Oh, I got you. I got you. So, I can't – I Purdue should not lose that game. No. So, you know what happens when you say Purdue should not lose this I know, game. especially in the Brom era. You know, I, it's just been that way. I'm not. It's not a knock against Brom because he's, he's got equally the amount of good wins too. But, all right, so I'm a win. Right. You guys are both losses. So that- I got a win, but I'm nah. if they lose, it's one of those. I ex, I it's a win, but if they lose, it's like, yeah, okay. they, found, they found the rake to step on. They found the rake. Okay. So, so we're, we're we're at seven. We're seven and zero. Yeah. yeah. All yeah, right. Yes. What hold on, Purdue, hold on. At this point, what does Purdue ring? Seven and zero, probably. I have no clue. Back half of the top ten, probably. Somewhere between, somewhere between 8 and 12, probably. Wow. All of a sudden, damn, man. If they get to <sighs> – damn, dude, if they get to 7-0, and oh, that's something. Um, All right. So we're feeling good. We're 7-0. Oh. Purdue at Wisconsin. Lost by loss. 13. <laughs> okay, <laughs> loss. 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 Until yeah. they prove they can beat them, I'm going to say a yeah. lot. Is that yeah. a, is that a clean sweep on the L? Yeah. All right. We're seven and we're one. Riles. We're Iowa at Purdue. Oh, hold on, hold on. Seven and one. Purdue drops down to uh, 15, 16. Yeah, probably. Okay. Lost okay. on the road. Probably against a ranked Wisconsin. Probably. At this point, though, AOC. If you're if you're seven and zero going to Wisconsin, you lose at Wisconsin. You're you're you know you're not going to get unless you really get your dump trucked at Wisconsin. AOC. Has to be somewhere in the radar. He's probably putting up a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. He has to be somewhere in the radar of that Heisman talk, does he not? If you're seven and oh, if going out of Wisconsin, seven and oh, yeah. say he's on a top 10 team. Yeah, he's on the, probably the fringe of being one of those guys that gets invited, but you know, doesn't have a chance of winning it. Like, <laughs> not unless you just finish off a second half that's absolutely stellar against, you know. But he's he at that point is in the conversation of one of the guys that gets invited to New York. Yeah, his name's starting to get mentioned with a lot of um, uh, very good company. Right. All right, so we're seven and one after Wisconsin. Gabby, where are we going next? Iowa at Purdue. So as much as Wisconsin and PJ Fleck own Jeff Brom, Jeff Brom is does that to Kirk Ferentz. So that is going to be a win. You and, think after last year? And the two transfers from Iowa probably combined for like 250 receiving yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> so. Poetic justice. It's Purdue takes advantage of the fact that Iowa has the same scheme for the last two plus decades, and they are very loath to change how they run their defense. And if there's one thing Jeff Brown can do on offense, it's he can exploit your weakness. And it's what he's done the last – 
all but the one time that they played, he has found a weakness in the secondary and has basically just spammed the same play over and over again. So I got that as a win, probably a couple score win. I actually have that one as a loss, but I've got it as a loss as well. I, 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 the, I <laughs> the reason I do, the reason is because what would a Purdue, what would any Purdue sports season be without that slump that sends everybody over the ledge? Yeah, you get you go up to Wisconsin and lose by a couple touchdowns in a game that maybe you could have won, but Brown made some bad decisions or perceivably made some bad decisions. And then you come home and get beat by an Iowa team that's motivated to beat you because they can't. Yeah. Win. Um, and then all of a sudden your seasons went from seven and zero to seven and two, and yeah, we're still bowl eligible, but man, the the trajectory is a lot different now. And what would yeah. Purdue Twitter be without that two game losing streak? We, you know. So anyway, I'm sorry, Riles, but we're going to seven and two. Keep the faith. All right. <laughs> Next is Purdue at Illinois. Man, Illinois is garbage. Garbage, if you want to be fancy when you say it. But yeah, no. Win. Win. And then I have Northwestern at Purdue. Win. Also, also win. Wait a minute. So we're eight and two. We're going to nine and two with no work. We're ten and two. We're nine and two already going into the Northwestern game. Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't yeah. run. We are. We are. We are. We are way too fucking optimistic. <laughs> it's the only way to live. All right, so we're nine and two going into Northwestern game, and you both say when? Yeah. Yeah, I I gotta agree. Northwestern sucks. So we're ten and two. So what's funny we're, is that I wasn't gonna. Say, I wasn't gonna say it. Because you guys shut it down immediately, but I actually have asterisks next to my Illinois. Yeah, that does feel like a game Purdue could lose. But but if we lose Wisconsin and we lose Iowa, now we're going to losses. Eh, you might bounce back with Illinois, but I did have an asterisk next to that game as a loss. Potentially. Um, and then our last game, Oaken Bucket. Bucket. Purdue at Indiana this year. A 10-2. Purdue team going into an Indiana team. Give me their record at this point. God, I don't know. I think we'd be. Nine. I know nothing about Indiana. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. We're, yeah, you're right. We'd be nine and two. We'd be nine and two. Twelve, twelve. We'd be nine and two. I, my, I went to Purdue. My match honestly, if Indi- we're nine and two and we're at Indiana, I for the Oaken Bucket, I could see it so much off in that game. I, I, I don't know anything about Indiana football though. I could see it being a five and six or six and five Indiana because they're just. Yeah, I think they don't have a quarterback that I know of. I mean, um, NX transferred to Washington, so I don't know who the hell their quarterback yeah, is. Yeah, I think there's question marks there. And Donovan McCauley, that was originally, everyone thought Purdue was going to be the quarterback, and he's playing wide. Right. I don't, I do think I. Last season was a little bit of an anomaly for IU. I don't think they were as bad. But then Purdue went in and just completely. Uh, they were bad. They were uh, bad. But I, but I think they'd given up on their season at that but point. To your point, I don't think they were as bad last year as they were. And I also don't think they were as good as they were the year before. The year before. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, so this the bucket game is a win or a loss? I say it's a win. We're getting ten wins. I'm on the train. Ten wins. Ten regular season wins. How many, Gabby? I'll say win. I had us at nine and three, but uh, dude, I did too. But this is a collective vote here. I'm changing. We're ten and two. That's like, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> we're ten and two. That'd be the first ten win season in program. We're the podcast that just believes. I don't think Purdue had a ten win season. No, that'd be the first ten win season in school history. Before the bowl game. I don't. We'll think be famous after this. I don't think there's ever been a ten win after bowl either. So. so no, that's what I'm saying. You're ten yeah. win, and you've got another game to play. So right. what? But this is we are predicting this might be the best <laughs> Purdue football team that's ever played football. After after losing two star players. <laughs> I, I think it's it's fine. Schedule, fine. schedule is just like if you yes. were designing a schedule for Purdue to make a run. No Michigan would, State, no Ohio State. Hey. Do you realize that Purdue's not going to be 10 and 2 after that IU game? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, because they're going to be 12 and 0. Okay, I'll take it. And we're going to go to the college football playoff, and Alabama's going to beat us by 40. I'll take that. <laughs> Dude, I, that would be. I'm there. Oh, yeah. I'll go. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll go watch Alabama beat the shit Destroy out of us. Destroy us. Yeah. Hell yeah. That'd be a hilarious time. <laughs> so, all right. You're ten and two. You come off the old Oaken Bucket game. What bowl are you headed to? Oh, they're not. Oh God, I'm so bad at bowl predictions. You're 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 probably. We'll see. Uh, well, well, no, okay. So you're ten and two after the IU game. Do you win the Big Ten West? You have to, right? If we, yeah. So then you have the the championship game against probably Ohio State. State. And you probably get the shit kicked out of you. You probably lose. Yeah. You're ten and three, probably. So they don't stay bowl. They, Ohio, Ohio State, if they're in the national championship or um, the playoff, yeah, the playoff, whatever that's called now. Um, Purdue potentially could uh, still go to the Rose Bowl then, because the Rose Bowl is not part of the playoffs. They I yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Rose Bowl is traditional Rose Bowl this year. So if Ohio State goes in the playoffs and you lose them in the Big Ten championship game, your Boilermakers are gonna go to the Rose Bowl and they'll be in Pasadena in December. Or on January first. Which I'll get us press passes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well so so we just predicted that Purdue's going to the Rose Bowl this year. Okay. <laughs> We started with we're cautiously optimistic to we're going to <laughs> We're gonna win every game until I see them lose. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You know We I go mean, in we go in and we just get demolished by Penn State. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. That's no sense so what's gonna happen to and we'll have our heads so low thinking, man. I I think all that says is hey. There's, there is optimism, Purdue, for, for the first time. Optimism and momentum for the first time in a long time. Um, they could potentially do what we could. Now, will they? I don't know. Uh, it could be completely different. But they could, right? It, the potential is there, and we'll, we'll see, see what happens. And I, I look so forward uh, to doing football post games because I have a feeling they're going to be a little bit different than basketball, right? There's going to be... 
a uh, lot to break down and a lot of second guessing of coaches. Right. And I can't drink midday. Yes, you How can. am I going to do spaces? They're on Saturdays. Okay. All right. We'll day drink. Play a Thursday. Darty. Let's do Darty. Yeah. I guess I'm darting every Saturday. It was socially acceptable when I was drunk there- on our spaces at night. <laughs> you were drunk? It's more socially acceptable no, drunk at on a Saturday than it is like <laughs> Wednesday. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's not normal. Okay. I well, gotcha. I don't think, you know, if Purdue does what we think they can, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of midday games. You know, you're starting with a night game. Your next game's a an after a four o'clock game. I think the Purdue Syracuse game is a noon game, but then you got another night game against Florida Atlantic, and then another noon game with Minnesota. But if at that point you're at four and one or five and zero or whatever the hell, um, you're you're probably going to start getting a lot of afternoon and night slots after that. So you know there might not be a whole lot of, of day drinking to do. Hopefully, hopefully, knock on wood, there isn't. So, but, well, I think we're at a good wrap point. We're ending on a high note of ten and two. That's Riles indication that he's ready for bed no it's my indication that i have nine percent left on my laptop battery <laughs> um okay is there any anything we're missing i don't think so four days less than four days anyone anyone want to volunteer to do the wrap tonight uh sure this wait what's your handle riles riles what 23. Oh, yeah. Jordan. All right. This is Riles23, Habitual Boiler, and Game Day Gabby. Checking out here um, for your Brother Up, Beer Down podcast. Uh, get your Miller Light Colds, get your Tito's, get whatever you want. Miller Light, preferably. Uh, ready for that Thursday night game? Really? Miller Light of all the yeah. beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love Miller Light. Make sure to get us on all the spaces this year and 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 talk a lot so that we don't have to talk a lot. Yes. Yeah. I'm terrible at talking. So, all right. Boiler up. <laughs> if I'm on a podcast. Go Boilers. Boiler up.